This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Take a man podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. Thanks to all of you who already have subscribed, whether it is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. If you have not, now's a great time. Might as well just do it right now. And if you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and click that like button uh, for us. Make sure that everyone else is able to find the breakdown because uh, then you know you like it. YouTube's like, hey, people like this, and they. They show it to others. Don't be selfish. Hit the like button. All right. When we, uh, as we continue here, we'll get to the defense in just a moment. Uh, but let's get to the rest of the offense and specifically the skill position guys. Uh, let's start with Terry because we talked about that on our post game pod, something that we wanted to stick a pin in and kind of understand his day. He only has four targets on the day. We certainly hope he'll get more as the season goes on. Was that a product of play calling? Was that a product of how Arizona was, was, you know, making sure that he didn't get the big explosive plays. Like, what do you make uh, of Terry McLaurin's day? Yeah, I mean, I think Terry had a had a fine day. I just didn't feel like there was a ton of opportunity for him outside of those four right. targets. And I feel like he made some some big plays in the context of those four targets, which is great and what you expect from him. Um, I, I felt like, you know, they were kind of leaning more on Logan Thomas and Jahan Dotson for some of the underneath targets. And, like, maybe that's just – that was like a stylistic decision they made. Like, X's the X receiver in most offenses like they tend to be kind of more down the field type of targets there are guys that can do both but you know I think that's um you know I think it's also important to acknowledge that like EB's learning how to call a different style of game like you know when he was in Kansas City like the tight end got a lot of targets you know and like I'm sure that's still in his mind about easy ways to get targets for the tight end but it's been a couple of years since they've had Tyree kill since they've had that kind of game plan touches for an elite wide receiver like that. So I think this is all part of the process and learning what works and learning what doesn't. And like I said, like, I think, um, you know, when you, again, if you take away some of these mistakes, like the offense was, was relatively efficient kind of, even with Terry in like, a, I don't even want to say secondary role, but kind of in that, you know, he wasn't Jahan in terms of target volume, um, right. like maybe playing second fiddle to Jahan a little bit, but I, I think there are games where he's going to be super productive, you know, like there are games like where, you know, Devontae Adams isn't super productive because the, what the sure. defense is doing or just the flow of the game. And I felt like in this game, like that's kind of what happened. It wasn't like good or bad. It wasn't like you can tell that he was involved in concepts where he could get the football and he was out there. But I think on the whole, like, I don't think it's anything to be to be worried about. I'll just say that. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's also a thing where EB is going to learn where Sam likes to actually look. Um, some quarterbacks are very 
perimeter oriented. Some quarterbacks are more middle of the field oriented. And if you look at the pass distribution for Sam, you know, short three to four uh, over the middle of the field, he didn't throw anything behind the line of scrimmage to the outside. So all your screen stuff was kind of more internal. Then when you get to the next level, that zero to 10 yards, he's one of one to the outside, right? Five of seven to between the numbers, three of four outside left. So again, more to the middle. Uh, the intermediate range, one of two outside uh, left, O of one outside right, six of nine between the numbers between 10 and 20 yards. Oh, and they had no, they actually had no uh, attempts down field uh, yeah. over 20 yards in the air. So the ball's going to go to the middle of the field. And you think of the biggest play that Terry makes, it's when he's lined up you know, and kind of inside uh, tight, tight alignment. I think he's inside of Logan Thomas. Maybe he was outside, but they were, yeah, they were tight. Yeah. To the formation. It was a cross. It was a switch release. Yeah, that's right. But, so he's outside and then, but then he comes across the middle of the field. Right, and yeah. so, you know, if EB understands that, that if Terry's going to get the ball, we got to run him over the middle. He'll probably start, you know, putting Terry in some of those positions and switching some of the alignments pre-snap where he's going to be running the routes over the middle so that he can get the football. And so those are the kinds of things that take time because you have to get the volume of Sam to see like, okay, is that just how he's throwing it today? Or is that how he's going to be? Because in practice, you can dictate a little bit more where the ball goes. And in games, it's like, no, nah, okay, this is where it's going. So you figure those things out. You put him in the right positions. Yeah. This offense is super flexible to move guys around in. Yeah. They have the, the nomenclature and the ability to do it. So I imagine his role will continue to grow over the course of the year. Um, but also, like, I do think you're going to see a lot of Jahan. You're going to see a lot of Logan Thomas. That's just yeah. how the offense is. Yeah, and also I think I, I I have nothing to support this. But, you know, he's coming off an injury. And, like, how much do you want to put on him? And, like, how much could you rely on him? Especially with an injury like the toe. It's a little bit temperamental. So, you know, maybe they're kind of saying, hey, like, let's just ease him back in. Let's get him as touches where he needs it. But it, he's not going to be, like, the feature of the offense. And also I think – you know, to be fair, like I think Sam has a really good chemistry with Jahan. And like when Logan was sure. healthy early in camp, he had an amazing chemistry with Logan. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence that like, um, you know, they run like this, what I would call like a lightning or an attack concept where it's like um, it's like 12 to 15 yard stop routes. Right. And he's looking to the offensive left. He's kind of uh, buying some time, buying some time. The pocket's starting to break down. And then like instead of, hey, checking the ball down, he immediately turns to his right and fires a ball to Logan Thomas. You know what I'm saying? Like he's. That takes a lot of trust and confidence. And he doesn't even look. He just is throwing it that way. Because, like, in training camp, what Logan was able to do is kind of get his big body in the way and kind of always be open. So I think there's a, a, a very solid trust there with Logan Thomas and Sam. And so I think, like, and I, you know, like we talked about it when we were talking about training camp and preseason, like, that, that absolute chemistry is a little bit different with Terry. And I'm saying it can grow and develop, obviously, but – like he has guys that he, you can tell he is a little bit more comfortable with at the moment in terms of like, oh, where is he at? Let's throw it to that guy kind of thing. And so I think that'll come as the season goes as well. So, yeah, definitely. What do we make of Logan? Um, because he seemed at what I hope is just a little bit rusty, but didn't yeah. seem super explosive, has a couple of drops. Like he's going to be a big part of this offense. He's got to play better, but he also is coming off the injury. Um, and has been practicing for a while, but hasn't seen any real game action since, you know, last year. He missed all the preseason, yeah. uh, if I'm remembering correctly, from a timing standpoint. I don't think he played at all. So, um, you know, what do you make of his performance and, and you know, this decision to 
roll with him in the offseason, which again, we've talked about a ton. It's a lot easier to roll with what you got when you got Armani Rodgers. He goes down in the spring after the big free agent period, et cetera. So there's a little bit of grace I'm willing to give them here. But they decided to say like, hey, Logan Thomas is our guy um, in an offense that is used to featuring Travis Kelsey in in a loaded tight end draft where they they could have taken one at any number of spots. So what do you make of, of his week one? Yeah, so what I would say is, not, you know, I think he would tell you the same thing. Like, he's got to make some of those plays. Um, but what I would say is, like, I actually feel really good about Logan, and it's probably because I watched him in practice. Like, watching him in practice, you know, for, for OTAs, for the beginning of training camp, first day, a couple, first couple days of pads, like, he looks the part, man. Like, when he's on, like, he's on. And I just think he was a little bit off, you know? And again, like, he's coming off the injury, his chemistry, his timing, his – and, you know, you said he doesn't look explosive. He's never really been like this crazy explosive player. I think his superpower, quite frankly, is his ability to find like the soft spot in zones. Like that first, the first ball that he drops where he's running the basic over the middle of the field. Great job. Kind of like throttling down, understanding the space, like knowing you're open. You Got to make that catch. And I think uh, that's, again, where maybe the chemistry issues come up a little bit because he hasn't been to practice is, you know, like just put that ball right on him. If I mean, like that's if I'm the tight end, I'm if I'm the tight end coach, I'm saying catch the dang ball. If I'm the quarterback coach, I'm like, hey man, this doesn't need to be like the fastest, hardest ball you've ever thrown in your life. Like just get it right. to him. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's a little bit of that going on. Also, you know, like he had a choice route. I want to say it was his next target where he should definitely like break out. It's man to man coverage, but he kind of misreads the coverage. And that's you're seeing a new defense for the first time. You make a decision. Sam puts a ball inside instead of outside. You don't make the right read. Like you're just not quite as sharp as you need to be. So I think that's part of it. And I think he's going to get better and he's going to get more consistent. And I just go, again, I go back to what he showed in training camp, early in training camp. And he was awesome. Like, again, he was, everyone was talking about Jahan, but like before they were talking about Jahan, like Logan was the guy in that offense and he did a really excellent job. So I'm hoping, and I think he can get back to that level. I think it's just going to take maybe a week or two to kind of get back in shape and get back in the that hyper competitive mindset. So I don't think it's a big deal. I think you know if there if it is an issue, Logan like Cole Turner's had a great great off season as well. So maybe he gets some more touches. But yeah, I do think I'm not uh, anti that because uh, he's explosive. That? Yeah, I'm not anti Cole Turner getting more touches in general. Yeah, and so I think you know and then he has a choice route where like you know Logan I'm talking about where the choice where he comes up it maybe is a looky kind of like a quick slant inside and he kind of does a little dance and. I've seen him in training camp again when he's healthy, like really do that basketball crossover, really get that guy off the spot, break inside, use the frame. And he just wasn't quite there yet. So I've, I mean, maybe I'm less concerned because I've seen it from him pretty consistently when he's been practicing and just about making that transfer of the game. And usually he's pretty good at the, good about that. But again, his first, his first like real action in probably three or four weeks. So um, you know, I think this is like, you know, like if you don't talk on the radio for a long time, it feels a little bit foreign to you as well. So yeah. like, it's, I think it's just part of it. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be more productive next week and you know, I'm not worried about it. Yep. No, that's. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
that's for sure. All right, last guy uh, to mention real quick, uh, Antonio Gibson. How yeah. concerned are we about the fumble? I mean, it, it is concerning because it just seems to be like a consistent thing with him. You know, like I like him. I like him as a player. I think he's a, like I like him as a person. He's awesome around the building and stuff. But like in this, in any offense, like ball security is job security. Like that is something that is so, so important. And for that fumble to come in the red zone, like as you're going into score, it is a big deal. And I, he's running hard. Like he's doing everything you want. I think he makes a nice cut on that. But I think he's going to get less touches, you know, like if, if, if that continues to be an issue. And EB's always been very good, at least in my experience with him, about coming back to guys after they have an issue, you know. And, you know, he catches – Gibson catches the screen uh, in the fourth quarter that ends up being like a – I think it was an 11-yard game. Yeah, it should have been a first down. Right. The referees decided that they were going to have a terrible day, so it wasn't. Right. But, you know, like, like he he's going to be a productive member of this offense, but, like, I don't know if he's going to get – I don't know if I, I I think what I what I think is potentially in the future here is Rodriguez getting more touches as a on the first second down type of ballpark that would have normally gone to Gibson and then Gibson kind of moves into that satellite player role kind of exclusively. So I'm it's the it's week one. I'm not a guy to overreact, but the fact that there's this kind of fumbling history in 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 Gibson's past, you know, like makes me a little bit like, come on, like we gotta get that cleared up. Yeah, a reminder of the history is that he led the NFL in fumbles two years ago with six, yeah. which is just insane. Um, but last year, I think he had one Better. in the preseason, and then he only had, I think, one all yeah, year. Yeah. So he did really clean it up last year. And if he can, you know, if this is his wake up call, then fine. I think this he is too valuable to this offense to not be a part of yeah. it. But obviously, he's got to hold on to the ball. And that was a and, real and bad time seem- to lose it. And they seem to come in like very specific situations, like where he's in contact, you know, as he's approaching contact, that ball is a little bit loose, you know. And so it's not like the hit's strong. It's like just the guy like wrapping his hands on the tackle, like punches the ball out. And that's well, the guy came went. in from the backside and like punched at the ball. Like it was a heck of a defense. I thought it was the, uh, wasn't it? I, no, yeah, I don't remember. But, uh, but yeah, so like he just like when he's in the traffic, that thing should be right. a little bit tighter, I think, you know, like and he right. it's got to be tighter to your body for sure. Yeah, like he's he kind does. of getting tackled. He's falling forward. And, you know, there's a natural brace that happens where your arms are going to come away from your body. But it creates this window where the guy came through from the backside and punched it up and out. Um, yeah. But it's I mean, it's, again, it's a tremendous defensive play and a very well timed punch that cleanly hits the ball. Yeah. But if the ball is tighter to your body and you're, you know, you got it clasped down, there's not really that angle for that to happen. So it's tough, but that's the job. Yep. No, I agree. And so hopefully, hopefully this is not an issue. Hopefully it's the same guy from last year and it was just a crazy play by the defense. But I, it, it, it again, it just concerns me because of the history and for maybe sure. that's not fair, but, um, but that, that is something I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye on now. And I think the coaches are too. Well, when you got an option, that's the thing. It's like, well, we could keep giving him the ball or we could go to Chris Rodriguez, who looked awesome in the preseason. So maybe yeah. we'll just do that. And um, runs hard and is a yeah. pretty, you know, he, he takes care. He had a fumble in the preseason too, you know, so maybe I'm just, you know, maybe just not being fair to uh, Antonio Gibson. I guess we'll find out uh, this week in Denver. All right, anything else from the offense? Anybody you want to talk about uh, or do we move on to the defense? No, I think just general thoughts uh, real quick, you know, like – yeah. There are some things to be improved upon. There's a lot of youth here, especially at the quarterback spot. I expect it to get better each and every week. Really good test this week against uh, Denver. You know, that defense is no joke, so we'll see what they come up with. But 
Um, EB has a lot of familiarity with them. He used to be in the division with them. So, um, but yeah, like just hoping to kind of see a little bit of stuff get cleaned up because I think as they're going to play better teams, like the the margin for error is going to shrink. The offensive line's not going to be able to play quite as clean. You know, even we we went through that in pretty good detail. So, be really curious to see what happens this week uh, with uh, with Denver. Yeah, you go from needing to play clean to needing to play well. Yeah, and that's right. <laughs> that's going to be the the test this week with some of the pass rushers that they have in Denver.